Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And this week's show, well, of course, we're going to talk about the woman who fell to earth, the first in Series 11 of uh, Doctor Who and Jodie Whittaker, Whittaker's debut. I was going to say Jodie Whittaker there. I was going full, full on Radio 1 1980s <laughs> DJ there, wasn't I? <laughs> oh, Chris Marshall's debut. <laughs> I'll just say there, Judy Whittaker. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, um, usually we, we, we sort of start these things off with the news, but uh, th- th- there really isn't any news at all, is there? Anyone would think there was an episode, something, something else had happened. <laughs> well, I suppose we could say, I mean, um, be- before we uh, sort of get on to talk about Doctor Who, I mean, it, it's been met with, uh, I call it sort of a fairly positive reaction from the press and, and fans, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really seen anything negative, but then I don't really go looking for it. So. No, no, me neither, me neither. Um, I, I think obviously we'll, we'll sort of come on to our opinions later, but I think the the thing that people have praised most of all has been Jodie Whittaker um, and the supporting cast. Um, but they said that you know for for them the the, the plot wasn't up to much, but then again. It's meant to be introducing new characters, isn't it? Really, so yeah, it's a difficult sell. This one, isn't it? Yes, it really is difficult. Yes, sell. Totally, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking about any every new Doctor's episode is always a bit of an odd one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, but we'll we'll, we'll uh, come on to what we thought about it. And now, listen, we've got some listener feedback as well. Um, and quite a bit this time, actually. So thank you very much, everybody. So we'll be uh, reading out your feedback um, a bit later on. Uh, but first, um, really, it's new Doctor Who um, on the on the television. It can only mean one thing. We do have the overnight viewing figures to talk about. Whatever they mean these days. It doesn't really mean a lot, to yes. be honest. But, but anyway, it's time to go to Omega's Stats Corner. <laughs> Right, okay, so Doctor Who, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, was watched apparently by 8.2 million viewers um, on Sunday, which the share um, of 40.1% of the total TV audience. Now, these figures are unofficial overnights as well. Now, this news item does actually say that the audience grew throughout the episode and it peaked at 8.52 million for the final 15 minutes. As people settle down for the strictly result show. Obviously, obviously. Um, now, I've I've heard another side to this, actually, because apparently, because uh, um, Barb have changed the way they collate the viewing figure. They changed it back in August, didn't they? Hmm. Bold accounts. And these audience figures now go up to about 2 a.m. the following morning. So actually, right. they, they keep collating these, these figures until like 2, I think it's like 2 a.m. the following morning. So... What I've heard, or I've read rather, is that the number of people that actually watched it at the time was 5.5 million. There was another 2 point so 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 million watched it between it finishing and 2 a.m. in the morning. morning. So people are saying that these audience figures aren't as spectacular as everyone's making them out to be. Because they're mainly podcasters watching it again. Yeah, probably. But the (laughs) thing is, though, I mean, mean, if if you take it from... You know, six forty-five to two a.m. in the morning. That's still quite a hefty. If you put it yeah. all together, I think it's still quite a, a hefty, um, hefty sort of um, share of the audience. But apparently, yeah. it's not. It's not as. It's not that as as, as it's, it wasn't eight point two million people watching it at the you know all at once between six forty-five and seven forty-five. 
ball no. accounts, but ah, who, 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 no, who knows? No. Who knows? No, no, no. I mean, quite a lot of people were watching. Was it five gold rings? Was on ITV at the same time? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it was. Um, it Doctor was the third highest rating um, of the week, just behind the both editions of Strictly Come Dancing. I'm assuming mm. this is for the just just for the BBC. Um, yeah, so I mean that. I mean that was. I mean, Strictly was the highest rated. Um, show for Sunday night at 9.4 uh, million viewers. Um, yeah. And ITV, The X Factor, uh, was all, I don't know if it's on. What time was that on, actually? I, uh, about 8 o'clock, I think. Is it 8 o'clock, X Factor? 4.69 million. Yeah. So Stric- that, Strictly trashed it. Trashed <laughs> it, completely trashed it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that the X Factor bubble has, has kind of burst. It's just gone on for too long. Really, this this endless sausage factory of, of, you know, singers and singers and boy bands, and it's just oh, it's... says the Doctor Who fan going into the fifty fifth year. Of oh, I know exactly, but, <laughs> but at least at least Doctor Trust is something different. The X Factor, it's the same thing year in year out, and it's just it's oh god, it's so it's so predictable. Yeah. It really is. Just still waiting for Simon Cow to regenerate. That's what it is. Well, if you've seen him lately, I think he has. has yeah. And it's gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah, but, so... No, I mean, and to, to be honest, I mean, it's also a question of you're not comparing like with like, are you? I mean, because Sunday night, no. I think, is always more... A good programme on a Sunday night will always get more viewers than a good programme on a yes, Saturday night. Yes, it will. Just from a social point of view. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, we, obviously, the official figures won't be released until next week, um, and that will include all the all the sort of like the the, the catch up stuff and yeah, and, and so on and so on. So, um, I mean, they're sort of predicting this could reach, possibly reach sort of like between ten and eleven million viewers. Yeah, which would be fantastic if it if it if it did. And I, <laughs> and I was sort of labouring the point on stats because we've got absolutely nothing else to talk about news-wise, really, have we? But um... no. I mean, what will be interesting is because sort of catch-up figures for Doctor Who on a Saturday night used to be reasonably good, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Now, is that yeah. going to follow for Sunday? That that you know you're going to get the same sort of figures, or is it the fact that you will might get higher figures on the night? Well, I did but actually. I did actually see quite a few people saying, you know, they they couldn't watch it on the day. They had to wait. You know, that other things going on. So, um, you know, it, 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 that could happen. Yeah, oh, yeah, it could happen. I mean, I might, you know, I mean, we'll have that problem myself next week. But um, yeah, but I, 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 I think technically, yeah, there is probably more chance that you're gonna miss it on a Saturday night. You're more likely to be out at a fault on a Saturday than you are on a Sunday. On a Sunday, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have thought so as well, actually. So I mean, Sorry. I think that was the, I mean, that was the, the thing we had. I think when the show came back in two thousand and five, a lot of the time I watched it. Um, well, it was not such a thing as I play. I think we discussed this before. You know, I, yeah. I recorded it and watched it when I got back home. Yeah. You know, it, you yeah. know, I, I still, I still watched it on the Saturday, but it was hours after it had been on the television. Yeah. You know, and that was uh, sort of back... <laughs> in, the, in the days when we used to go out. Oh, I know. On a Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh dear. Yeah. It was days when we used to go out on a Saturday and Sunday, but that, that, that was. Well, we used to, we. I mean, b- b- back in the old days, uh, we spent like you know. Um, this that was like, over before Paul McGann, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, we're out like four four nights a week. We're out on the uh, on the last, weren't we? So bloody hell. 
can't do that now. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't do that now. But I think I could afford to do it now, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. So, um, well, that that's it for stats. But now it's time to move on to tat. Because it's now it's time for Omega's tat corner. You pester me with trinkets! Okay, right, now we've got two items of tat um, for you. And um, now, you may remember um, some... Oh, that was a couple of years ago, I suppose. We had the uh, the Doctor Who silver-plated ingots. Um, hmm. Didn't they do... Wasn't that, actually, wasn't this a bit further ago than a couple of years? Didn't they release the low for the 50th anniversary? I seem to remember yeah, us talking probably, about yeah. on a on a on a podcast yeah. or something. But now they've done a, a Jodie Whittaker 13th Doctor um, ingot, uh, which you can buy from a company called uh, Mint Editions from the Westminster Collection. Um, it sounds posh. Um, but this uh, new Doctor Who silver-plated um, ingot, um, you can buy for the uh, price of uh, £9.99, plus £2.99 postage and packing. Yes, it's, it's an exclusive £10 saving. <laughs> I, I suspect I'll be saving £9.99 as well. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> now, when they say £10, is that actually the, the save, you're saving £10 in weight of silver? <laughs> <laughs> or £10 numerically? <laughs> Because they're not, um, they're not really sort of. Now, they, apparently, these are sort of um, li- limited, limited. Well, I say limited edition. There's, there's, there's damn near twenty thousand of the sodding things made. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether to. Um, whether, whether this is a if you're collecting things, whether it's a bargain or not. Actually, to be honest. Mm, and it's yeah, and I, and, yeah, you know, engraved to the highest frosted and proof-like finish. Hmm. What does hmm. that mean? And it's uh, what's more, your ingot's been plated. It's not even solid silver; it's plated. Um, yeah. In um, I, I, I think it'd be more than nine ninety nine. To be honest, exactly. Solid. But it's nine 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 um, out of a thousand fine silver. It's so not even a thousand. Why is it nine 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 out of a thousand? I don't get that. <laughs> You're not going to get the one in a thousand that's just tin. <laughs> ah, that makes it more collectible. It's a little... Yes. So um, the dimensions, it is um, 29 millimetres by 50 millimetres. The metal is silver plated. The finish is proof-like. Reverse Doctor Who, obverse TARDIS. Um, Yeah, and that's it. There you go. So if you head on over to the westminstercollection.com, you'll be able to purchase this rather um, tatty piece of tat, really. (laughs) And save £10 while you're at it. While you're at it, indeed, indeed. Now, next up in Omega's Tat Corner, um, we have... This was announced, I think, um, I think on the day, really, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Of the th- Doctor Limited Edition 13th Doctor Barbie. Now, um, I'm not entirely sure why they've done this, because they they released that um, 12-inch... Jodie Whittaker, um, I don't know, again, Whittaker, um, dull, haven't they? Which you can get yeah. for like 20 quid, which I thought was good enough, to be honest. But they've, they've done this Barbie tie-in. Um, now, it does kind of look like Jodie Whittaker, um, uh, to be honest. But the price for this, though, um, if you go over to, like, for, you can buy it in the UK from uh, Forbidden Planet. And this is like was it fifty four ninety nine for for this figure, which I think is um, 
Now, I might have sent you the wrong news link here, Paul, haven't I? Uh, I've got a funny feeling. No. I, I think it's switched to something else. I think I sent you something about a figurine or something instead. No, 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 no I've got the... No, you definitely, got the you definitely got it. Okay. Got, now, got for some reason, yeah. my news link changed to a figurine I've got thing. the Barbie link as opposed to... I've got, the bar, I've got it already. I've got it already, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... I just, I just can't wait to... For it to introduce it to my Bobby Moore action man. <laughs> yes, for those of the <laughs> yeah, that was a find, wasn't it? Bloody hell! Yes, that was a find. And that was about the same price. It was, yes, it was. Yeah, crikey. Um, so. Yeah, now, now the the other, as I said, the other figure that they do um, is was it nineteen ninety nine? Doctor, it's actually a ten inch figure. Or the Thirteenth Doctor, which I think a lot of people have gone out and, and bought for, from Forbidden Planet. Now they're doing this Barbie doll uh, collector's one, which is, you know, damn near fifty six quid. Hmm. Um, and just because it's got the, the the Barbie stamp on it, then it's sort of like you know, it's over double the price of the other one, which. Hmm, but I don't know. And if you suppose suppose if you collect Barbies, I suppose so. Then it's a collectible thing, isn't it? It is. It is. So, I just, I just think, you know, for for the average Doctor Who fan though, they'll probably, you know, collectors of Doctor Who memorabilia are going to go out and buy this, and I, I just think it's, it's um, overpriced, really. I mean, the, the only question is, can you get a Graham Kendall? If that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Um, you know, would would they do that? Do you think? Would you think they would do that, or maybe even a, a Ryan Kendall as well, for that matter? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what they what the, what the possibilities are? But are. Uh, yes, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just think this for me. This one's a little bit cynical for me, to just because just because it had done a time with Barbie, and you know it, it's. They're, they're, they're targeting the, and it's only available for pre-order at the moment as well. I don't even yeah. know when it's going to be released. It doesn't. It doesn't actually say. Uh, does first it? First of December. First of December. Oh, just in time for Christmas, everybody. Christmas. Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, well, at, least, at least they've got it out in time for Christmas. <laughs> this is not the, the Christmas edition available first of August. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. I mean, it says at the end, this collectible Barbie doll is fully posable and sculpted to the, to the likeness of her on-screen character. Well, so is the other doll you can get for nineteen ninety nine. Mm. To be honest, so um, I, I know which one I would buy if I was collecting these sort of things. So <laughs> you know which one you're buying? Yes. All right. No, come on. Don't don't don't, don't make out that you're not buying. <laughs> Well, actually, I probably will be buying one. Actually, or, or two. I think both my kids want want one of those uh, those yeah. um, ten inch figures. So. So I think they might be uh, sort of might be they might be pushing the, the t- two of them actually. So um, or I could make just buy, I could just buy the Barbie or make them share it. <laughs> <laughs> and look and, and look longingly at as it stands at the top shelf of Ted's collection in its box still. <laughs> yes. <laughs> could I be? I, mean, I, I suppose rather than be. I mean, yes, yes, it's a cynical and it's it's a lot of money. Um. I mean, I actually don't know how much the average Barbie doll costs, to be honest. No, I don't. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps we sh- I should be comparing to see, you know, how much where we are in terms of Barbies to this. But well, I have to say, I, I, I've not been looking. Honestly, honestly, I've not been looking at the price of Barbies recently. So, <laughs> so I can't tell you where that stands. In. 
whether we should be pleased that Doctor Who is is a thing enough for Barbie to be interested in doing something. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Or is this just now that is there a sideline to these companies, as, as the aforementioned Bobby Moore Action Man, that they're doing specialist stuff generally? And I don't know. Well, perhaps there's there's loads of other TV shows that you can get Barbies for. I don't know. Well, I I I've just gone on to um a, a, a website, Smith Smith Toys. Okay, and I've been looking at some of the. That's um, Barbie.com from your links. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got bookmarks. Um, <laughs> now, there's not a lot of like what I would I would call like you know vanilla um sort of vanilla Barbies. There's a lot of sort of like variations on a theme. Yeah. Okay. But there's a lot of sort of like um, Barbie princess style stuff, hmm. and the most expensive I can find here is going for fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. Um, even some of the ones that come with um, as like a special playset, you've got the the Barbie Dolphin Magic Transforming Mermaid, which is like a Barbie mermaid. Obviously, with, with, obviously, with a couple of little accessories and a. Um, and and a, do they do an action man one of those? <laughs> um, and it comes with a little dolphin thing as well, and that's twenty quid. Yeah. So I, I actually I, I actually feel vindicated by saying the Doctor Who tie in at fifty four ninety nine in the UK yeah, no, is is a yeah. rip off actually yeah it is a rip off so even you get the Barbie Dreamtopia four doll gift set which is a Barbie a Ken and a little Barbie and a little Ken like little little child versions of them that's only thirty that's, that's weird it does sound weird <laughs> but that but that's twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> it's the village of the damned gifts. <laughs> you know, looking at the picture, it doesn't like village of the damned, especially the Ken one. <laughs> Crikey, is that perfect little that little skirt in the, in the like the knee high socks and shorts? It's that like, good God, it's going to sort of <laughs> make you hang yourself with your mind powers. <laughs> I can imagine if I bought that for, bought that for my for the kids at Christmas or something. I imagine sort of all the other dolls would have disemboweled themselves. <laughs> Just that one sitting on the shelf with a big smile on its face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's teddy bear stuffing all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I think I've um, managed to dra- drag that news section out for quite long enough there, Paul. So <laughs> with the tales of demonic uh, dolls in the kids' oh, bedroom. So... Um, Yes, there you go. So that's it for um, stats and tat for another week. Um, maybe next week we'll have some news, though I severely doubt it. Yeah, we certainly have some more stats. Yeah, we might have some stats to talk about, but that'll be about it. I think I've, I've mm. got a feeling. But um, anyway, so now after after we sort of come back after a little short break, we'll be talking about um, uh, the woman who fell to earth. So for another week, then I suppose that was the news. Okay, everybody, it's finally time to talk about new Doctor Who and the one who fell to Earth. You don't look like an alien. You should have seen me a few hours back. My whole body changed. Every cell in my body burning. Some of them are still at it now. Reordering, regenerating. Sounds painful, love. You have no idea. 
There's this moment when you're sure you're about to die. And then you're born. It's terrifying. Right now, I'm a stranger to myself. There's echoes of who I was and a sort of call towards who I am. And I have to hold my nerve and trust all these new instincts, shape myself towards them. I'll be fine in the end, hopefully. But I have to be because you guys need help. And if there's one thing I'm certain of, when people need help, I never refuse. Right? This is going to be fun. Okay, right. It is my turn oh, to, to kick off the uh, the proceedings on this time. Um, yes. I'm not too sure how to, how to tackle this one, to be honest, Paul. Um, because this, this is... Um, how can we... Suppose come, because you didn't like it. Come on, admit it. <laughs> no, as I say, it's um, supposed to be like a, a, a new era. Everything changes, etc., um, etc. Et um, I don't think it did. To be honest, no. There was it was almost for for the for the older fan. It was reassuringly similar, wasn't it? I thought it was. To be honest, um, I don't think it was too too big a change at all. To be honest, um, no. I think it's the. I thought okay. Start from the beginning. There was no opening titles. You know, yeah. there's no no pre credit sequence, which I thought was was different. Okay, good. Um, it, and I must admit, actually, I wasn't particularly because I hadn't read that that was going to be the case beforehand. No, no, me neither. And it was only after a while I suddenly thought to myself what was the credits like? Because <laughs> 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 you sort of convinced, started to convince yourself that they must have been someone I just didn't take it in or well, I mean, for apparently, some reason. Apparently yeah. we'll see them next week. Yeah. Ball accounts. Um, no, but I actually thought that fine. was quite good. You yeah. sort of got the feeling that um, the bit where she actually drops through the train roof, yeah, and you get that bit of Doctor Who music, was yeah. almost to say like, "Oh, here's where the credits are going to be," but sod that, we're just gonna, we haven't got time, you know? Yeah, it, it it was almost like that, but almost at the same time, it's sort of like, okay, here's the Doctor. Yeah. So it was it was it was almost sort of like putting the. Yeah, you know, the stamp of approval. Yeah, you know, Jodie Whittaker got up, turned round, yeah. and and then the, the the little boom, 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 boom started. You know, um, yeah. which I quite like. It's a bit cheesy, but I quite liked it to be honest yeah. with you. And and I think yeah, and I think that was, it. and I can understand why that you know, it, it, to make her you know first bit into it to be her in the show mm. rather than have any credits with her there. I thought was actually quite good. Yeah. Yeah, I did as well, actually. Start off oh, I did. thinking about it afterwards. But it was this point where you just suddenly thought to yourself, there wasn't any credits in this. <laughs> so what do you think? It, it was quite a... Um, I think people are sort of saying that the... For them, the story wasn't... Compared to other sort of inaugural Doctor stories, it, it wasn't up with, say, like the 11th hour. Um but I, th- I no, thought. No, but I, not, not a lot's been up with the 11th hour. No, it hasn't. Opinion. It hasn't. Um, I think it, stories or not. No, I think it was certainly an improvement on Deep Breath, for argument's sake. Yeah. Um, so in, in the, the in Christmas the, invasion. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at least in this story, the Doctor wasn't out of action for any any length no. of time at all, really. It was a, no. a, a brief. Um, doctor had a brief nap on the sofa. 
Yeah. And that was about it. But um, And the fat wasn't in it for the first, what, 10 minutes or so? Yeah, yeah. So it, it was quite a, um, a, a sort of slow build-up to the Doctor's reveal. Um, but also, it took its time introducing the threat. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the, of the episode as well. Um, which which I quite... I quite enjoy that show. I know it, it's got that... It's got an hour to play around with, so it can take its time a little bit more and, 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 and try and set things up a little bit. Um, and I think that... I think it did a, a, a reasonable job of... Um, well, let's just say Chris Chibnall's script, I think, did a reasonable job of setting up the the characters, giving them their background yeah. and everything. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think the pace of it was good. Yeah. I mean, whether the, the little... Um, the sort of like the, 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 you know, the little character ticks, you know, with, with the... Um, was it dyspraxia for, for Ryan and, yeah. and um, Graham's cancer um, is going to come into play again later on. I'm assuming it will do. To, to be honest, I'm, I, you know, I'm assuming it will do. Um, but it just gave me sort of a little bit of a, a background, though. I'm not entirely sure whether if you learn to ride a bike, it's good to do it at the top of a cliff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I sort of thought if you've got, which can be balance problems, and that sitting on the edge of that cliff <laughs> wouldn't have been my first choice. No, exactly, exactly. If I thought that was a I mean, dramatic no, no, license, I, dear boy. Yes. As far as I'm concerned, I haven't got that. I, I, I just don't like heights, and I wouldn't have got anywhere near the edge. No, no. It's... <laughs> oh god. But I did think it was um, the whole thing in the when you know when Ryan went down to find his bike, and that 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 weird pattern just appeared. Yeah. Um, in the air, I thought was was quite um, quite original actually. Than that strange. Sort of vase turned out in this onion, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the onion, yeah, the blue onion. Um, yeah, that was um, again different, you know. But um, and the fact that nothing happened with it straight away was good. No, I think the only, I think the only thing I thought was probably a, you know a, a, a plot strand too far was the the Rahul character who who'd been tracking it because it took his sister because it didn't really go anywhere, did it? He sort of got it. Tim Shaw came out of it and killed him. Yeah. I and it think, was kind of well, over at that point, wasn't it? It was more giving her access to a tool room, wasn't it, really? Well, yeah, it was really. I, I just think it, it was a bit of a... I think, that to, to me, that was sort of like the weakest part of the plot, really. Well, I mean, no, I mean, actually, you know, you know at, least, to, at least not to have him interact with them at some point before he got yeah. off, you know. To me, the weakest part of the plot is the fact that... He Ryan finds well, or opens the gateway for for it to come through. Yeah, and it just so happens then that his gran and Graham, who were with him earlier, are on the train. The only other two passengers in the carriage with the person who's been pre-selected. Yeah, to yeah. be the victim was more of a well plot. Well, it's a plot contrivance, isn't it, or, or plot coincidence, yeah. or whatever you call it, really. And that, that's, to be honest, that's been a staple of New Who for, well, since it came yeah. back, really, isn't it? You know, yeah. Ha- but that, but that was, you know, you sort of thought, well, that was a bit too much a case of. Yeah, it was a little bit, really. But um... I mean, it would have made more sense if he'd have been, if the if the target for him had been Grace, because you could have said then there was some sort of connection made when Ryan touch the 
yeah. square thing. Yeah. That then selected someone in his gene He's, pool. Yeah. To be the, the target, and then that would have made. I could. Have, you could have said, well, that actually makes sense. But the fact that it was Carl who just happened to be on there, the only other, and again, the only other passenger. Yeah. Exactly. Was a yeah, bit. so mm, was a bit, was a bit, but um, I like the the um, the way they realised that funny orb thing that plot the DNA bombs that was doing the tracking on behalf of um, yeah of, of Tim Shaw. Um, yeah, I, 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 mean, thought, yeah, I, I thought it was yeah, well realised actually. I quite liked yeah. it. I, I mean, I quite like the idea that fact that you are you do actually believe when she says that it's. Two could be two aliens that are fighting a battle against each other, mm. and have just decided to make the Earth the the battleground. Yeah, that made a lot of sense on that. And then you realise, actually, find out later that it's actually one's working for the other. Yeah, which I thought was quite a good little twist to that. To well, I think way. I think people have made comparisons to say, you know, it it was almost almost the same as Eleventh Hour. To a certain degree, with, with with the plot, but then they said it's almost a bit like the Christmas Invasion as well, with the um, like the pilot fish, like the yeah. the, the Santa robots. Yeah, um, I can kind of see what people are, are saying, but I suppose if you, I don't know, maybe, maybe that was familiar plot beats that were just trying to sort of settle a new audience down with a new Doctor. I suppose. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, got the, no the real thing about it is you can't really have. The villain of the piece steal the show when no, you're trying to introduce no. a new doctor. I mean, they said that the villain was was pretty weak, and it, and to be honest, at the time I did think it's, it's pretty derivative because it is fairly well. It's a predator basically come yeah. da- come down to hunt, um, even to the, down to the point of keeping trophies from its victims. Yeah, you know, um, which um, I've, I've read some people saying they they found the. The, the teeth collecting thing didn't sit right with the rest of the story. It was a bit too grotesque. You know, it, I don't think it's a fact that it didn't sort of just collect the teeth, it sort of embedded them in its face. Yeah. Um, well, that was because someone's come up with a good idea of a, yeah, of a look, yeah. isn't it? Really, more more than it being a plot thing, really. Yeah, exactly. So I think yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a, it was a grotesque so, idea, really, more yeah. as you say, more than than, a, than a, as you say, um, a, yeah. a plot device. But whether that was right for the the family time slot, they seem to now to want to aim Doctor Who towards on a Sunday night. Don't know. Um, I, I didn't mind know. it. I, I mean, in, I mean, people who who, who know yeah, me, I, I, say, I, I do I like the darker was... aspects of Doctor Who. You know. Yeah, I don't think there was. I mean. There were a few people killed in this. Yes. And casually killed. Yeah. Um, but not, obviously, on screen, if you know what I mean. So, Which it showed enough to so you knew what, yeah. what was happening to them. Knew what was happening. Uh, yeah, being, I mean, yeah, I mean, especially the, the drunk guy with the kebab, for argument's sake. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, thing, the thing was, though, you were sort of like, here, go and kill him. <laughs> He's, he's the only sort of character sort of like was actually sort of like egging the thing on to do to do something really, something. wasn't he? So, um, yeah. but um, but it was just the fact that sort of like the jaw had been it sort of like Grace was looking at the Rahul's corpse and saying that his jaw had been broken open. 
yeah. you know, to to get his um to get to a you know a tooth. It was um yeah, it's it sort of I, I usually find those sort of things it, it's more horrible hearing about it than seeing it. Yeah, because you're then imagining what's what's actually gone on rather than actually being graphically shown. Um, so I thought that bit was quite effective, hmm. to be honest. And I but, think, and I think, and I think, from a child point of view, there's obvious uh, you can sort of draw to, to, to the tooth fairy gone bad. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, my, my kids they, they were watching it and they were they they liked it and they thought the that orb thing when it started to creep out of the the driver's cab on the train was quite creepy. Um, yeah. Which I thought it was actually. I thought it was, it was really well done because the lighting was just just right. You couldn't really. You couldn't really see what it was, um, no. but then when the, like Tim Shaw took his his mask off, um, they both neither of them they got quite scared at that point. Yeah. So, but they continued watching it though, you know, and they'll, and they'll be yeah. back for more, you know. Um, and even my my wife, who is uh, actually my daughters are not we as well. So my wife and daughter are not Doctor Who fans, but they both sat there glued to it. Yeah. You know, so no, I, th- I think I think Doctor Who's supposed to. To, to to slightly scare children. It is. I mean, I mean, um, you think back to the sort of things that was on Doctor when we were kids. Yeah. You know, um, you know things like the Brain of Morbius, for God's sake. Yeah. Or the Talons of Wen Chiang, which is probably one of the most grown-up um, sort of Doctor Who stories of the nineteen seventies. Yeah. To be honest, um, from the you know from targeting things that actually happened, sort of like in. History and that you know that you know the, the you know the tongs and opium addiction yeah. and thing you know it was yeah. And you go back to what image of the fender where you have got someone actually begging to be given a gun so he can shoot them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> precisely, precisely. So you, you know, know so yeah. so I suppose seeing I someone it's with still tame compared to, <laughs> to what we grew up with. Yes, it is. I think it is actually. I really do think it is, but. Uh, Unfortunately, it did turn us into psychopaths. But well, it has uh, actually. You yeah, can't, you can't have everything. <laughs> Come out and get this review finished, Paul. Got to finish sharpening my <laughs> knife collection. All right. Um, yeah. So anyway. So anyway. Um, I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll get on to like Jodie Whittaker um, and the rest of the cast later on. I think we just want to sort of get through the plot, really. So um, now, I, I did quite. I like the I like the idea of the of the DNA bombs, but it, it, again, it didn't really. It wasn't really used as a threat at any point, was it? Until right to the end, and, and it was all been dealt with by the Doctor off screen again. Yeah. Um, and I found that bit to be very RTD in a, in a funny way. Um. Yeah, I, but, I, I, but, I, I read, I read some, so I, I can't remember where I read it. Somebody put it was like an RD, RTD written script, but made by Moffat's production team. Which I can kind of understand. This is why I thought there's not really much of a change here at all. There's nothing really new here. As much as I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I I suspect you're also, they may be a case of you're not, you're going to ease, even if you've got a vision of how you want your series to be different. Yeah. You'll probably want to try and ease your audience. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, this this bang. is like this is like the bang here yeah. it is. Take it or leave. Yeah, this is this is the the you know the, the first appearance of a new Doctor in a, in a new series with a new production crew, new cast, new everything. Um, and let's see what happens in the next few episodes. It could be completely different moving yeah. forward. 
Yeah. And what, yeah. what you want to show in this episode is that, yes, this is the Doctor. Yeah. Easily recognisable as the Doctor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, you don't really want everything around it to be going in different directions as well, because it then makes it harder for you to accept the central point of it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, but yeah, I mean, I think the the thing at the um, the, the bit in the construction site, um, there wasn't a lot of daylight in this this episode. Really, was there? Most of it was sort of uh, no. most was in the dark. Again, I'm um, sitting there thinking, how much how much crane work goes on at night? Uh, well, yeah, I, in a not very well lit. No, I mean, I can understand if you've got big arc lights on the area that you might be working at night, but. I mean, it sort of almost, it almost had a feel, I mean, until Graham and Grace put on the reflective jackets and started ushering people around, mm. it really did look like he was just up on the crane on his own and there was the night watchman. It did seem to be like that, actually, didn't it? But... You almost got the feeling that the other members of the of the uh, workforce there were an afterthought. <laughs> well, I'm quite sure there must be some sort of... Um... Health and Safety Works Act regulation, which means you can't operate crane machinery at the night. It's got to be, surely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like I say, I mean, norm- I'd have thought normally then you'd have big and it would be lit up almost like the like it looked like daylight. Yeah. The area. Yeah. For for, for health and safety reasons. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how much, how much, how often do you get a call talk on health and safety reasons in Doctor Who? You don't, do you really? But uh, that's how we never do. Hey, um, I mean, I mean, where, where she went wrong was right from the start. She wasn't wearing a seatbelt in the TARDIS for starters. Well, for starters, exactly. <laughs> Had know. she been, she'd never have fallen out. Well, I think you'd see all safety harness, I think, and uh, <laughs> hard hat, high vis, and safety shoes. So, ah, <laughs> yes. oh, dear. No, I, I quite—I mean, I, I quite like the. Um, you know, we've been saying about Ubi operating crane machinery at that time, like, but um, I think it was quite, um, quite well done. To be honest, um, I did—I did quite like it. I think the, the bit when Carl did the run and jump, yeah, and Tim Shaw caught him, I think was quite unexpected. To be honest, yeah, I was kind of expecting him to just sort of fall short, and the doctor had to had to grab him. Um, but that, that sort of, for me, I, was, I wasn't expecting that. So I thought that was quite, you know, you thought, oh, he's, Tim Shaw's going to get away with it. Yeah. That's what I, I kind of felt. But um, but no, no, it was, it was I, I thought it was, it was um, satisfying. I think a lot of people compare the crane bits to the end of um, Quite a Mass in the Pit, the, the, the Hammer film version. Right. With the, um, with the, the, with the crane, again, which is at night. So... Um, I must say, I didn't think about that at all. To be honest, I really didn't. It didn't, it didn't occur to me. But um, but obviously, we we skipped through the bit where the Doctor makes the, uh, the, the um, a new sonic screwdriver. Yeah, <laughs> well, we skipped through at the end. We're talking. I know, I know, I know. We skipped through quite a bit here, actually. Um, yeah, the sonic screwdriver making scene. Um, apparently, the Doctor can whip up a um, <laughs> whip up a sonic screwdriver for the amount of time it took for Ryan to watch that video. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you don't mess around when you're doing that, do you? You don't, really? do you? But um, I quite—I no, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was quite a bit different. At least it wasn't just you know, oh, 
what's the TARDIS given me sort of thing. It well, yeah, I, I, I've got to. It's been a long time since we've seen the Doctor make something. I mean, it, it was it was very. You could imagine Pertwee doing that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he'd have done it in the same time as it took Joe to watch a, a video cassette. <laughs> I said to make him a cup of coffee, do you mean? Yeah, probably. <laughs> and to knock over another experiment going on in the corner. Is it a ham-fisted bun vendor? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, no. I did like it, but there was a, there's a little detail came up on 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 Twitter. You know, it was made out of um, cutlery, Sheffield steel. Yeah, which, which I quite like that line actually. Sheffield still, but on the underside of the of the actual prop, it's got the Sheffield steel stamp on it, right? And on, on the end of the on the end of the uh, sonic screwdriver, which I thought was a nice little little touch, which isn't on any of the uh, the um, replica toys, right? So obviously they've kept some little things back there, which I thought was quite good, but. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah. I, I mean, I quite like that scene actually. There's a little yeah. interlude in it, um, to get a sonic screwdriver in it, which would have probably been needed to remove the, which was needed anyway, wasn't it, for the plot? So yeah, exactly. It's a, yeah. a way of giving giving getting the sonic screwdriver in without the TARDIS. So and it well, yeah. No, the Doctor has always made stuff out of what's around. Yeah, I mean, even at the end, really, with the with the teleport uh, teleportation thing yeah. to get back to the TARDIS. I mean, yeah, that's again made made that of what technology was left over with Earth technology. You know, uh, it was all yeah. sort of quickly slapped together. Um, yeah, which is which is what the Doctor's always done. You know. Yeah. But uh, this is what I mean. It, it was. Despite all the, th- you know, the things that, you know, this is going to be completely new and it's not going to be, you know, no recurring villains and it's, you know, not going back into the, you know, the show's history. It's going to be, a, you know, people can jump yeah. into it. and I But I, I didn't feel that at all throughout any of this. No. Really. I thought I thought it was, um, to be honest, if, if I was one of those people who, who was like really doubtful about this show and quite worried about it. I thought it was sort of reassuringly comforting. Yeah. To a certain degree. Oh, yeah, I mean you you didn't watch it and think Oh, I'm not I'm not even there wasn't even a point at which I was watching it and was thinking, oh I'm not sure about this. No. No, me neither, to be honest. Um I sort of Well, I just I just I was just I was just into it from the moment it started. Yeah, really. I mean, part part of me is slightly worried. Was that, is that just because I was so willing myself to want it? Well, I think. I've, do you know what? I I I've kind of lowered my expectations somewhat because there were no spoilers about this whatsoever. There was no real no. concrete news apart from the odd rumor going around, which I, I try to avoid. Um, about you know what was coming up in the show and who they cast and, but. I think basically going in absolutely cold on this, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that they actually, which it's coming back to, actually for me, mm. now, question. Mm. This Go is on. going off of t- off uh, tangent a bit. Yeah. Right. Grace. Yes. Okay. I'd not had read the stuff about who was going to be in Doctor Who. 
Yeah, I've read about the like the, the main the main cast. Yes, yeah. that's about all on you. Of, yeah. of those four. Yeah. I not realised that I know, I know they they said someone else was going to be a reoccurring character. Hmm. They'd mentioned who the actor was and that she was going to be a re- reoccurring character. Yeah. And I hadn't realised that was the person playing Grace because I don't tend to know who actors are. Right. Okay. When I'm watching. Yeah. T- so I did have a, a tendency to be watching this, waiting for Grace to pop her clogs, I'm afraid. Did you really? It really did. Yeah, because, I mean, actually, if, if I'd have realised that she was the, 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 the person who's the reoccurring actor, I probably wouldn't have realised, I wouldn't have felt like that. Yeah. But you're sort of watching it and you're thinking, well, she's not part uh-huh. of the team. I can't see Graham going off and leaving her. So something's got to happen to her. Yeah. No, I completely and, understand where you're coming from there. Yeah, it was it yeah, it was kind of a giveaway and, really, and wasn't I did, it? And I did basically feel vindicated in my views when she <laughs> died at the end. Did you um did you <laughs> want of a better word? Did, did you, um, as it was Sunday, uh, did you did you look smugly at the screen when that happened and pour yourself a little sherry? <laughs> no, I was busy punching the air saying yes, I was right. <laughs> no, um... and then writing a letter to points of view. <laughs> so I sort of felt that was to me that when I when I watched it the first time, that yeah. sort of was almost. I am sitting there waiting for her to die. <laughs> um, just because you just sort of... And I thought to myself, oh, now I wish I hadn't... You know, and you're thinking, you, they did so much to to not have... And I'm thinking to myself, they had so much to not have anything spoiled from this series. Mm. But by not including her in any of the shots of... The promotional material as well. Yeah, yeah. Companions, whatever. You felt... Oh, that's she's got to die because there's no way. Well, the thing is, it, it, as you say, that I could not see Graham going off and leaving her. No. Um. So how? I mean, as as it turned out, actually, because they didn't actually intentionally go off. Yes, then Graham could have gone off and left her. Yeah, it, they did get sort um, of dragged along by accident, didn't they? At the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah. So it could quite easily have been that she popped out to get some milk while they was sending the doctor on her way yeah and got dragged off like that but there was just yeah there was that was to me that that almost felt like a spoiler to me that i knew she wasn't part of the but also also at the same time knowing how they sort of set the grace character up um i think she would have she would have been there with them at the ends, I don't think she would have. She would have missed out. I don't think she would have. Yeah, as no. You, as you say, oh, popped, if, up, if, popped out for if, a pint of milk as she survived, because I if, think she would have been there to see the doctor off. Yeah, had yeah, I mean, and had there been a choice of who was going with the doctor, she was far more likely to have gone than Graham. <laughs> yes, exactly. Graham would have only been going to tag along with her. Yeah. So I mean. And I think I suspect the problem then would have been that she would have been she may well have been too dominant a character. Yeah, maybe. If she was part of the the crew, I think. But then you could or say certainly. But then you could say someone like um, Donna Noble was a domineering character, but it still worked. But there was there's just 
her and the Doctor to play off each other. There wasn't another three people. I don't know. I, I moving think, around I, in the background, being ordered about. I don't know. I, I think at the moment, what I've seen so far, I think all the. Um, actually, this does seem to go against a lot of other people's opinions about this, but I, I think the the supporting cast, if you want to call them that, I think they're all strong enough at the moment. Yeah. To be honest, I, I, think, I mean, I think I think it's good that they're all linked, and they're not three random people she picked up. Yeah. Along the way. I mean, I know because a lot of people have been saying about the the last time there was this many people travelling with the was the fifth Doctor, and mm, that yeah. never really gelled. Well, that was because they never really liked each other. Well, they didn't like each other, and plus the fact they were also shoehorned in by John Nathan Turner. Yeah, it wasn't really the the you know, the, the grand they plan. They were all different people. Yeah, it was sort of like, well, I, I like this actor. We'll keep him in, yeah. or we'll keep her in. Yeah. That's how he did things. There was there was no nothing, um, sort of plot wise, and he and he would drop yeah. these things on the writers at the last minute to shoehorn these extra characters in. Yeah, and that's why you had like things like in Kinder. I know we're going off topic, but things like Kinder, you had Nissa having a headache and sleeping off in the TARDIS for the entire story yeah. because there was no way to put her into the story. No. So I think with this, it, it's this is planned. Yeah. So I I, I think you know um, I'd, I'd like to think that Christian the things with Christian the things he's written um, things like um, I didn't watch Broadchurch um, to be honest, um, but I did watch uh, Law and Order UK for argument's sake. That had like a, a like a um, a large cast. Um, yeah. Of recurring characters and that, and he he got them moving along, okay. Um, I think there's another one called Born and Bred, which that do you, do you remember? What, it was on that, that, again another Sunday night program, um, which was set in like a very very English sort of thing, but set in like the 1950s at a local sort of GP practice. But again, a large cast of supporting characters, which he he kept their little plot strands going yeah. all the way through. So. Um, I, I I personally think that off the back of this, I think we're now getting to see because that we said, oh, you know, Chibnall's contribution so far to Doctor Who hasn't been great, and I'll be one of those people who have said exactly that. Um, but then again, he wasn't writing for himself, was he? He wasn't writing to yeah. his own design as such. And he, he, yeah, he was even writing to somebody else's ideas for plots. Yeah, because he was. Um, I mean, I mean, Ross RTD gave him right. You, you, your plot must result must revolve around forty two minutes. Yeah, and because RTD knew he was someone that could do that for him. Yeah. So he'd be throwing stuff sometimes at the last minute, wasn't it? That, yeah. To, yeah, exactly. Today. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I've got no problem with that. I mean, yeah, it's just, I think the fact that they all know each other, I think they're a little group in themselves, mm. will help. Yeah, I think it will do. I think it will. But, um, but anyway, I mean, should we actually get onto the. Onto the... The main, the main reason we're here, really, Josie Whittaker, um, yeah, who I feel just has just landed on her feet. She, she literally. is the, she is the, yeah, literally, she, she is the doctor. I know they sort of skip past a bit. How did she manage to land? I, mean, I was quite pleased that, with that, to be honest. Yeah, because I thought, are yeah. we going to have some convoluted reason for 
her managing to survive yeah. that fall. Um, is it all going to be about her recovery from that fall and all mm. that? And it just basically, from the minute she she arrived on screen, it, that was that was it. That was forgotten. Yeah, exactly. You had yeah. one scene showing the hole through the roof of the train, and that was that. Yeah. No mention of how how far she'd fallen or what. So, I think that that was actually really pleasing to me. I mean, all you and get just, is, is that mention about half an hour ago. I was a white, I was a white haired Scotsman. Yeah. You know that was it really. So, which I, again, which I liked. It it just got on with the job. Yeah. Really. Um. And I was. I mean, what do you think? I mean, okay, it, this is like a the first post regeneration story. You've got the usual post regeneration amnesia, so on and so on. Um, but I thought at the moment her doctor is very tenant like, very tenth doctor to a certain degree. Um, almost with, almost with a little bit of eleven in there, like asking, for, "Can we have the lights and the siren on, please?" Yeah. When the when the, in the police car, so and it's a, it's a very very sort of matey doctor, and at the moment I'm not too sure how. How Jodie Whittaker's going to bring across the Doctor's darker side when it's called for, if it's going to be called for at all. It might not do that at all. This series, as you say, that not might be leaving the direct that leaving that side of the Doctor behind for a series or two, just having a bit yeah, of fun rather rather than all the angst. So we didn't get a lot of reaction to Gracie's death from her. Well, there was still that sort of casual dismissal of someone. Dying like what the train driver, yeah, sort of very dismissive about you know oh the driver's dead probably died from shock, and I thought was it Grace that someone still died here you know yeah um sort of sort of bringing the doctor but again there was no no recognition and I don't know again if this was due to the you know the post regeneration trauma thing again don't know yeah well she did at least tell off. Is it Cole for kicking Tim Shaw off of the the crime? Yeah. Which which which, which I actually which which I actually felt the Doctor had no right to do, to be honest. Um, I don't know, but at least I mean there was at least the sign that um she you know still had that that everything. Well, there is there is that to live sort of thing. Yeah, there is that. I don't know. There is that that aspect of, of the doctor since it since it's you know it came back in two thousand and five the, the the doctor's allowed to put the villains in peril um, or, or allowed to blow them up kill them in whatever way blah 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 yeah but when it, when anyone else tries to do it he tells them off or, or the, I'll say he she tells them off um, which is which is always sort of rankled with me a little bit yeah you know so yeah don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe that will that will settle down. Who knows? But say so it's the first episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the the main thing was there was at no point where I'm disbelieving of her as the Doctor. No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, I think there was a right, there was enough of her taking control. I mean, there wasn't. I mean, you get back to saying about oh that was done off screen and. Mm. Whatever about the um, DNA bomb things. Yeah. But at least it was the Doctor had come up with the solution. Mm. 
Not the and companion. And you get the feeling was actually knew what was. Yeah, it wasn't just that. Oh, as things happened, it it all worked out. Mm. I mean, it was all her at the end of the day. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, solved yeah. the problem. So. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Oh no, I it, think it that does. Was good, and, and, it she, was and, good. and she does take control. I mean, as, as forceful a person as Grace can be in this, in the fact that obviously Ryan and Graham are going to look to her. We're going to look to Grace first. She did still manage to take control. Well, I think it was that, as you said, you, you sort of kind of knew she was doomed. I think even from that line, said, is, is it wrong to be enjoying this? Yeah. And that is kind of sort of like sign your own death warrant at the moment a character says especially, that. But, isn't it? Especially saying you know you're not going anywhere after this. <laughs> I mean, she might have just said, I've only got two hours left in this yeah. job and then I retire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's all the bloke in the cabin needed to say, weren't it? On the phone to him saying, I need to do um, two more hours and I'll be finished. And I'm I'll have to, that's my retirement. <laughs> have you got the tickets? We'll be at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> and the new life in the, new... In the south of France. <laughs> so all these years spent my entire retirement fund on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. No, so, no I, th- I think, you know... Um, I think Jodie Whittaker absolutely has just, I just all sort of immediately accepted her as the Doctor, really, and, yeah. and that that was it. I think she, I think she was really good, really, really good. You know, I think, I think that a lot of people got overboard with the, um, with, with, with some of the, um, <laughs> the critique of uh, Jodie Whittaker, but um, I'll, I'll leave that up to them. So that's that's. But I, I thought no, really good, really, really good. I'm sort of, uh, I think it's whether you can I mean- say whether you can you can. The, the real litmus test to say, can you still say that at the end of the series? Yeah. I mean, I was you know. just trying to think if, could you imagine any other Doctor in this series, in this episode, would they have had to have changed anything <clears throat> to accommodate them? Probably not, I don't think so. No, in I don't think case, so. Then, then there's no reason why it shouldn't work. No, no, exactly, exactly. So the um, obviously we, we, we've talked about Sharon D. Clark as Grace, which a character I really liked yeah. actually, um, and yeah. I'm sort of quite sad they sort of killed her off. But um, well, I mean, I still don't know now. Now, now the question is: Were they saying that she's a recurring character, or or was, was that is, to throw us off the is, scent? Is that just to was that just yeah to throw off? The people who could actually remember what they've been told, <laughs> throw them off the scent, rather than rather well, than people with we'll attention span of zero like me that have totally forgotten that already. Yeah. Or are we yeah. going to have her back in flashbacks? Or could be. Well, the thing is, I mean, I mean... Oh, oh, I'm just slightly worried. What I don't want is now every time Graham has a doubt, are we going to have her appear and tell? Yeah, him ghost what of to Grace. Do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, to be honest, the thing about it, the whole episode was told in flashback because yeah. it stuck, because it starts with Ryan doing his little YouTube um, yeah tribute to his name. So yeah, um, yeah. So we've already had our first flashback of the season. So, <laughs> um, but so obviously the next next one talk about real, I suppose, is um, Bradley Walsh. Um, oh, I've always quite liked as an actor, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, he was really good in Law and Order UK. He was he was really good as well in the Sarah Jane Adventures. 
Um, we played the villain in that. Uh, I thought he was, and he wasn't. He, yeah, he did get the comedic lines, but he wasn't the stooge. No, and he also got quite a lot of the sad lines as well. He did, yeah. I thought the, the little um, eulogy to Grayson at a funeral at the end was was really well well acted. Yeah. You know, with that guy's sort of mawkish and sentimental, it was it was just I just thought yeah. it was pitched perfectly actually. So I really liked it, and I think he's, um, you know, he, he seems he's going to be sort of like the skeptic of the of the group, isn't he? Really? Yeah. You you feel he's going to be the sort of down to earth, almost. Yeah. The, I mean, like I mean the, the the fact of when they all go chasing Tim Shaw when he comes out of the workshop bit. Yeah. I mean, his his reaction is, "Why are we chasing? Why are we chasing yeah. another alien? Yeah, exactly." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I suspect that may well be his role of the group. Yeah. Which is good because I think a lot of people thought, oh, is he going to be the older character? Is he almost going to be like the father figure? <clears throat> but I don't think he is. I think he's actually going to be the one they have to cajole into doing stuff. Mm, yeah, I think so. Well, we shall see. We shall see what happens. We shall, you yeah. Know, but, um, but then um, at Toasting Carl's Ryan. Um, Again, I thought was uh, was really good as well. Yeah, as as was Mandip Girls Yasmin. Um, I, I I just can't fault the, the 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 cast in this actually. My question on that actually. Go on. I mean, sort of thought about this afterwards. Does he at some stage say he's nineteen? They're both nineteen. Yeah. Because I was actually thinking about yeah you know, how much stick class got for the casting of the age of the actors playing teenagers teenagers yeah yeah and i think she's he's 26 and she's 30 isn't she is she i do i haven't looked i haven't checked actually gordon bennett so i did because i actually did think to myself is that that was an interesting casting for two teenagers yeah oh definitely yeah that isn't it bloody hell i think i think the only thing i sort of thought about um, afterwards, she said she was on probation. Yeah, she's, she's done her training now. She's on. I think she said trainee. Trainee. She's doing her train now. But no, you do train, then you go on probation. Um yeah. and you certainly don't get to drive a car on your own. Well, the probationers don't drive cars. You have to go on a driving course yeah. to do that in the police. So, yeah. um, and reason it's never changed since my granddad was a copper. So he he took a special course to be a driver. So yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> so a little bit inaccurate there. Um, I'm not entirely sure whether whether you know someone putting a hammer through someone's uh, windscreen will result in. Can you just just please be friends? I don't know if that would actually happen either. But hey ho. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it was just it was just to to show that her, how mon- mundane her life was. As yeah, a, I'm not entirely sure whether, whether whether an officer on probation would be on their own either. So that's what, that's what I said. That was yeah, more yeah. actually my point. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure there would be. But you'd send somebody on their own to a dispute in the street. Yeah. Where someone's wielding a hammer. Well, I think, um, I, I don't think, despite Christian writing Law and Order, which was actually very, very good, <clears throat> um, I think people have criticised his, um, his ways of sort of tackling, you know, Law and Order, because they said the, the, the second series of Broadchurch, when it got to the courtroom scenes, were entirely you know unrealistic. 
So, right. um, yeah, maybe a bit of that's gone on here again. But hey, you know, it moves the oh, story no, along, it doesn't just, it? It changes <clears throat> the story. I mean, it just meant you didn't have to get rid of the other character. No, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, they'd probably have had to have killed him off, wouldn't they? Yeah, and I, th- I <laughs> think it, I think they all, they all gelled well as characters. Yeah, and like I say, the fact that you know they sort of knew each other. Yeah, and we're obviously going to also get a. The relationship it's now between Ryan and Graham is going to be uh, an interesting one as mm. to now, yeah, because there, there was obviously stuff there that he hadn't really accepted him. Yeah. So where's this so, going to go now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Will he, Will he now accept him? Will they now? Yeah. Will he now look, start to look up to him as you know a father figure or, or grandfather not? figure? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, especially saying we had the thing about that his father seems to have. Never been there for him. Yeah. So I think he's building well. up to that, isn't it, really? Yeah. That's where it's going to go. Um, one thing um, I was going to say was uh, the direction of this, I thought, was was very well done, to be honest. Um, I thought it was suitably atmospheric. Yeah. Um, it wasn't rushed at all, the direction. No. I thought it, it, it... Jamie Charles allowed every scene to... Do what it needed to do without rushing through it, you know. Not a lot of exposition either. I didn't. I didn't feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. The quiet scenes in the in the house where she's when she's recovering on the sofa. Yeah. Was paced nicely. Yeah. You then jumped when it needed to jump and move quickly when it needed to move quickly. But then and then you had you know like you say the scene of the eulogy in the. Mm. The church was. You almost you thought, oh, you didn't necessarily need that there, such as such, but it did set the pace <clears throat> and again build into the characters. Yes, it did. It did, and I think a lot of people said oh, it was a very slow story, but I didn't mind that at all. No, not every story has to be, you know, crash bang wallop every week, and yeah. I know that people expect that um, from the first episode of, or, you know, of, of, of you know a new Doctor's tenure. Because that's what we've been used to over the previous years, um, yeah. but this wasn't, and in in that respect, it was different. I thought, yeah. You know, even though there was there was still a lot that was familiar, um, I thought that was different, and I I I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So, um, obviously, the 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 we've we've gone about the you know, making the, the the sonic screwdriver, um, the picking of the costume. Um, in a, in a charity shop was a bit was a bit different. Yeah, again, without the the TARDIS, she's got no. You know, we haven't got those scenes of um, Peter Davison trying on all the different. Well, he didn't, did he? It was it was that. Yeah, um, yeah he he just found his cricket outfit, didn't he? And that yeah. was it. Um, yeah, and again, I think there's probably another comparison you can make to Eleventh Hour. The Doctor found his clothes in a hospital, like McGann did, yeah. basically. You know, it, yeah. it wasn't anything in the TARDIS. Um, I'm Pertwee, yeah. for that matter. So, um, yeah. So no, it's very I, I, much yeah, it's very yeah. much that of that type, and yeah, an obvi- obvious place to to go. Yeah, no, I quite liked it. Now, um, obviously, it ended on a cliffhanger. Yes. Would they be all teleported into into deep space, and it ended like that? Do you think this is um, how each episode? Because there's, there's no two parters, is there? Apparently, this season. No. Do you think that it's gonna 
the end of each episode is going to lead into the next one, like it used to do in the, in the Hartnell era. So one story, one story, like four part story finishes, and the end of it, it will be, it would lead into the next one rather than like a cold open. Because obviously next week we're not going to get a cold open. It's got to continue from where it left off this week. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, time will tell on that one. If it does, I quite like the idea of it doing that. To be honest, <laughs> and, and, to and, and, and would it negate the need for a next, you know, next time on Doctor Who trailer? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but it also comes back to I think something we discussed before is and it also blocks off big finish in the future. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, they've got nowhere to place the, nothing in between, is it? Their stories. Um, what else was I going to say? Yeah, the um, there's one other thing I do want to talk about. Um, but before we get into it, it is the next time trailer, and it was just a list of all the actors that are coming up, which I thought was that was odd. I yeah, found. I thought that was odd. Because um, soon after, yeah, people I didn't even know who they were. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, I mean, it did. It did sort of have that feeling of those we've lost this year, didn't it? From the it was. <laughs> It's all those BAFTA tributes, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, he's almost sitting there going, I didn't know Lee Mack had died. <laughs> Did he die? Oh, God. Um, yeah, that, that, that was a bit bizarre. But um, Yeah, I, I, that, that, yeah. I mean, that's a... But I, I'm glad they didn't give away anything that's ha- really happening in the next episode too much. No. Uh, which I, which I kind of liked. And, and I, I'm kind of hoping they don't do the next time on Doctor Who stuff anymore. Yeah, I'm not quite Cause, sure. Because what I lo- what, need. yeah, because what I loved about this, you went into it. I knew nothing about it, and I want to go into the the rest of the um, stories knowing nothing about it. Yeah, I want to do exactly the same. So, um, I mean, yeah. yeah, the only the only thing we didn't get was we didn't get. Well, I mean, presumably we didn't get any. If, the, if we had villains in mm. that, then they was human form villains rather than. Um, other, yeah, shaped aliens. Yeah, that's it. But no, I, I, you know, it, it, I just found that look a bit strange, to be honest. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know whether it was just the fact that they thought, let's get it out the way, rather than it becoming a case of, oh, guess who's the guest star in this ne- in this week's episode sort mm, of thing. Yeah, to to just kill that speculation, just so that we just got into the. Killed it right off, and, and, and it's still allowed, not giving so. away any sort of monsters or anything. Who, yet. Yeah, yeah. Or as to who any, any of these characters are. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the only clues you'd have taken from that was right at the end with the. There was one you presume is going to be an historical. Hmm. Because of. Um, I think there's. A, I think there's three or four historicals. As yeah. I'm led to believe this season, so. Um, we'll... But just on costume, you could tell. Yeah, that. exactly. So, yeah. And that, yeah. but that was the only clue you got from that. Yeah. That episode. Well, I, I think the. the other... I suspect. I also wonder what pe- viewers, non-UK viewers, felt of that because that must have just been a wrong call of people they've never seen. Well, I was going to say, talking to non-UK viewers, I think that the people who watch it on BBC America got. Um, yeah, yeah, short, short, end, short end of the wedge there, didn't they? Because um, yeah. it was full of adverts, and apparently it was cut, wasn't it? Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, the eventual. I mean, well, I wasn't it. I mean, as as far as I've heard, I mean, obviously, I haven't seen. I actually do quite want to see how badly they treated this. <laughs> oh no, honest. yeah. Um, and just just so I can be thankful, I didn't have to put up with it. But yeah, no, yeah. Apparently, the the one that's supposed to be a simulcast mm. soon soon lost its way by putting adverts in, so immediately then stopped being. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they apparently only ran for about 53 minutes or something. It's yeah. the one hour, two minutes that the UK version ran. And then they had to say that you'll see the full-length versions when it's shown tonight. Well, you know, that's not... The, peop- the people that are bothering to tune in for that are going to be die-hard fans. Mm, yeah. And you've really managed to... <laughs> To do the worst thing you could do, I'd have thought. Yeah, I thought I think so as well. I think so. I think the last thing I want to talk about before we get on to listener feedback um, is the music. Yes. Now, um, I know you don't usually sort of pay too much attention to the music, do you? No. Um, however, I thought Segan Akinola's incidental music f- from this was such a refreshing change to, yeah. to Murray Gold. Um, it was... It's sort of very sort of electronic. It sort of evoked um, for me sort of John Carpenter's scores from from his movies. It's very very sort of dark and atmospheric, um, especially when you saw like the, like the, the, you know, the every time the Tim Shaw um, villain appeared, you got this sort of little musical sting that came out, which was quite th- sort of threatening yeah. um, and very electronic. And I I'd loved it. I if if that's you know if this is a what we've got to look forward to, that kind of thing, then, yeah, bring it on. I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah, it, it was more dealing with creating an atmosphere Yes. than perhaps... Which is what music should do. It should enhance a, Mar- a Murray scene. Murray Golds was, it was, was, was playing the characters. Yes. I always thought Murray Golds' music could be a bit... Well, I loved his music, and it got better yeah. as, as he went on. It could be a bit on the bombastic side. Yeah. Um... Right, I thought. Yeah, yeah, his, his his music almost became a character in itself. Yes. in the storyline. Yeah, but I think um, at, the, at the moment in this episode, um, Sega Canola's music it really it just enhanced everything rather yeah. than rather than sort of overpowered it. And they learnt to dip to turn the volume down when people started talking. Yes, they which I the... particularly noticed at the scene where they're about to climb up the other crane. Yeah, they certainly and got we'd the, had the uh... music all the way over to as they got to the crane. Then, as they started speaking, the music went into the background, and then mm-hmm. once they started climbing the thing, the music came back up again. Yeah, and he thought, "Yes, that's what you're supposed to do. You're not just supposed to play the music <laughs> and, and 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 say good luck to the actors compete with that." Yeah, I know, I know. They got it right for once. They got it right. So I think that the last thing for us to discuss for for feedback is we've now heard the new rearrangement of the theme tune. Yes. Now, should I say rearrangement? Because it does seem to dip into the original quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, no, it's... It's the original Delia Derbyshire arrangement, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. And the fact that they allowed it to play right through as well. Yeah. And I wonder whether that was also part of the fact of not having the opening credits was because... Obviously, they couldn't have. You would have only have had the the set amount there. Mm. So, but they wanted the first hearing of it to be a full version. 
which may be why we, one of the reasons why we got that. Maybe it was. Maybe that, it was that trailer as it was was to give that. The funny the thing is, to... I, I've seen quite a f- read a few mixed reactions about again, it. again unless she was in, watching BBC America. Oh, maybe yeah, which you didn't get to hear it at all because someone <laughs> no. spoke over it. Um, yeah. I, I, I've seen a, a few mixed reactions to this new rearrangement or new new arrangement, I should say, um, and that's come from died in the wall old school Doctor Who fans, right. Um, I thought it would have tick, ticked the boxes for them, to be honest, but yeah. hey, yeah. I mean, the only thing you could accuse it of is perhaps trying too hard to to tick those boxes, but I thought it was different enough to... Well, I've always thought that the, the theme tune since it came back has not been um, menacing enough. Yeah. Really. Um, or, yeah, otherworldly enough, really. Yeah, and... Well, really, you can't beat Delia Derbyshire's arrangement, no. to be honest. You really can't. So um, I've got no, absolutely no issue with this whatsoever. I loved it. No, I mean, I mean, the theme tune originally was to tell you we're off to somewhere mm. completely different now. Yeah, yeah. This is not like anything else. So here we go. Yeah. You know? So. And, yeah, and that, I think, sort of has that. It does, it does. So I think, all in all, I think we're off to a good start, mate. Yeah. So, certainly nothing that's that's bad, I think, no, so far. No, I, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, so let, let's hope we can enjoy the rest of them as well. Yeah. So and like I say, pro- probably next next week, if not next week, then probably week three, mm. we should be in a position where we can start just judging stories on the stories yeah. and not what they have to achieve to set up new characters, Otherwise, a new doctor, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's probably where we can start um, deciding whether we we can probably start judging the the storylines. Yeah, a bit more, a bit more close than we have done this evening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So um, it's listener feedback time. Actually, just to uh, just to round off the show, so um, we've had um, quite a few messages on uh, Facebook group, and also had a, actually had an, a, some email feedback as well. So we asked for email feedback. So um, so we'll go through some of the um, any postcards. Uh, so all, all, <laughs> no, no postcards, no postcards. Um, not even a, <laughs> a stamped self-addressed envelope. <laughs> They're all sitting uh, on a, someone's mat somewhere in one of the flats in the television centre now. <laughs> Oh dear! I told you we've got to buy one of those flats just so we can ask people to send us. Just a send them there, yeah, exactly. W one A four W W. Still remember it. Um, okay, so let's go through some of the, the Facebook uh, first. So uh, first we have Jeff Waddle. Hi, Jeff. Um, he says not the greatest story, but everyone in it was great. I had my doubts about Jodie Whittaker, but she was outstanding. She is the Doctor. Just enough quirkiness, just enough sarcasm, just enough bravery. I thought her and Graham stole the show. A wonderful start to, hopefully, a wonderful season. Nine out of ten. Not as good as 11th hour, but not far off. Okay, thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Um, next one, we have uh, Thomas McCambly. Uh, short and sweet, this one. I said, I quite enjoyed that. Felt very much like a classic Who episode to me. Okay, thank, thanks, Thomas. Yeah. Um, which... Uh, I, I suppose for certain ways it was to a um you know the way sort of the doctor making things again and you know yeah, yeah. so um okay Robert Marshall 
Um, hi, Robert. He says, uh, Jodie was good. The episode plot was so-so. Seems a bit more haphazard than the other intro episodes where we meet a new Doctor and companions. I think that's kind of what we sort of sort of said as well. The plot was a bit so-so. Um, I mean, to, to, to be honest, though, I mean, we've only had, what, two other previous episodes that have had to introduce a new Doctor and new companions at the same time, being Rose and... 11th Hour. Uh, 11th Hour. So... Yeah. You know, it's always you know, always going to take more time if you've got to introduce both. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, anyway, um, next up we have Alan T. Butcher. Um, hi, Alan. Again, even shorter this one. Jolly good. There you are. Thanks, Alan. Um, I'm assuming you liked it. Um, next up, we, John could, we could have done that and saved ourselves an hour tonight, couldn't we? <laughs> Um, next up with John Michael Lindsay. Hi, John. Um, he says, I'm not really sure yet. I think it's going to take me a few more episodes to decide whether I like it. Not because of a female doctor, but more because I remember how bad Team TARDIS was before from Peter's era. That's what I think you were saying earlier on, wasn't it? Um, and I think this is, has the potential to go the same way. I'll continue to watch, though, before passing judgment. Hmm. Hmm, okay, as, as you say, John Michael, the time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Martin Havel. Hi, Martin. Martin, that's Martin Havel from the Bad Wolf podcast. Um, he says, liked it. A lot darker in tone than I was expecting, especially for episode one. But the cast all have chemistry, and I can't wait for next week. Also, I like that. I also like that Bradley Walsh is in it. He's the only one who talks proper. So, <laughs> Mike's all the northern monkeys, exactly. So, um, he just said, I just wanted to add, watched it with my girlfriend who has, has seen the odd episode here and there but has never gotten into it. She really enjoyed it and is excited to watch the next Iron episodes. Not because it's a female doctor, but because it feels accessible to her in a way previous series haven't. So, I think you'll probably say the, say the same thing while my, my wife and daughter were watching it as well. You know, they did, they just got into it. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. So next up, we have Russ Hilton. Hi, Russ. Um, the plot was meh at best, sadly, but the characters seem to be well developed and explored. I'm looking forward to seeing in a real storyline next week. Um, as for our new Doctor, I'm not really sure. Uh, there was no now she's the Doctor moment for me in this week's episode. But said that, I think there will be one at some point, and there was nothing in her performance to put me off Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. Um, I'm not totally sure I agree with that. I think there was a, I, th I think the, the moment she landed through the roof really was, that's the yeah. doctor really. I think that for me that was the moment anyway. But um, anyway, um, the last bit. Right, I mean, and oh, getting back to eleventh hour, which that basically rammed that that home, didn't it? That I'm the doctor bit where he's on the roof. Yeah. And... Well, you kind of got that again when she remembered who she was. Um, yeah, but I think I think by that point she already established herself as the Doctor. I think, yeah, certainly for me as part of the audience, I'd already accepted Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor at that point. So, um, yeah. Um, now the last bit of Facebook uh, feedback from Craig Hanson. Hi, Craig. Um, he says mostly excellent, apart from the slightly ineffectual baddie. He might have looked more menacing with some shark or alien teeth jutting out. Um, I don't know. I, th I think it, I think the alien did its job really. To be honest, I don't think yeah. it needed to. I think teeth implanting teeth in your own face is, is quite menacing enough. For... <laughs> I mean, I suppose I suppose there's the point there is: are they saying that they only hunt on Earth and well, no other Well, it planet? did seem to be all human teeth, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I can understand his point there that actually, realistically, it might have been more 
striking had there been strange alien looking teeth as well mm. I mean that's probably quite a, a, a good point but maybe I hadn't necessarily thought of before no, no. I, th- I thought I thought it did the job but uh, anyway thank thank you Craig thank you um, lastly we have um, some um, short and sweet email feedback from Ian Key hi Ian um, he says love the fact we had no spoilers and no expectations though the confrontation was a bit 11th hour but other than that um, stuns that Ryan's grandma was killed in the first episode looking forward to the rest of the season even more now thanks Ian and thanks everybody who um, who wrote in to us this week uh, keep it coming we'll be asking for your feedback each week um, I think a lot of the feedback there seemed to follow a, a you know follow a theme there didn't it I think everyone yeah. like Jodie um, wasn't quite sure of the story hmm. which I think we, we sort of kind of tapped into but at the end of the day it was just to set up the characters um, and a new Doctor which I think it did well and it has to be said actually thinking about it thinking about the feedback there the fact of this the fact of this is is they've shown they're not uh, afraid to set up a nice new character a major character you think it's going to be a major character and just kill them off kill them off yeah exactly yeah you can't really now necessarily be sure well, let's let's Whenever see. You're watching stuff, well, time, as you said, time will tell if Chibnall sticks with his word on that, or he does a Moffat and brings them back from the dead. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. So, anyway, I think that just about wraps this up. Um, yes, it's been enjoyable to talk about new Doctor Who after after so long. So, um, so we'll be back next week as we're back to being a weekly podcast uh, while while the season's on. Um, so um, yeah, we'll, so we'll be back next week. With, I think it's the is it the Ghost Monument next week's episode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah we're about to be a weekly podcast. Let us, if you've got any letters of complaint, address them to Chibnall <laughs> at BBC Television Centre, <laughs> Wood Lane, <laughs> London W1A4WW. <laughs> oh dear, excellent stuff. Okay, everybody. So until next week, then it's goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.